0: This is in the zone. Woo! Got Charlie Horse to Woo! Stop tape! Stop tape! Ah! My leg! on the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to the In The Zone Network. Installment of the Price Check Podcast. This is your host Josh Price, uh, brought to you by the In the Zone Network and the In the Zone Store. Um, back speaking to y'all. I haven't been here for a few weeks, man. But primary reason why I wanted to come to y'all today: um, FIBA World Cup is taking place. We got a lot of, or I should say, lack thereof, uh, NBA stars on this team, and um, wow. You know the roster construction has not been the greatest. We do have to give them a little bit of credit here as they now stand four and oh after beating Team Greece today. Uh, the NBA MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo is on that team, uh, put up a double double on us, but the USA ended up taking the victory. Now there is a larger discussion that I want to kind of start today, um, and that larger discussion actually comes from the reason, or I should say, it's generated by the reason. Uh, that most of these NBA players that are at a star level have chosen not to come and represent their country in this FIBA World Cup. So, um, like I mentioned, the team is 4-0. They're doing well. Uh, Started off rocky uh, the first game against Turkey. Um, You know, had to go to overtime, and, you know, if Turkey hadn't blown it, we probably would have lost that game. Uh, But they missed four free throws consecutively down the stretch that ended up uh, allowing the U.S. to come in and take the victory. So, you've got... The leader of this team So to speak As Kimball Walker So um, Obviously he's been In the news this summer Just signing his new deal In Boston Um becoming the franchise player there in that city. Uh, he is joined by three teammates in Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, on this FIBA World Cup team. So they have an opportunity to gel, build some chemistry while representing their country, but um, there's very little star power on this team. Kimba, I believe, is the only all-star or former all-star uh, on this roster right now. Uh, well, I guess Chris Middleton, let me not disrespect him. Chris Middleton was not an all-star this year, but um, Chris Middleton is not a household name in a way of, You know, LeBron James, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, those guys. So, um, one obvious reason that one may look at this team and say, okay, well, there's no NBA players because it's not the Olympics. It's the World Cup. It's, you know, a month into or a month away from training cramp and the, you know, beginning of the NBA season. That's why a lot of guys won't go. But I think there is something to be said for wanting to allow – a competitive environment to build and you know, allow you to grow as a player so um, there's been a lot of discussion recently about you know guys wanting to be too regimented and too routine in their off seasons and um, Devin Booker was one player that was brought up in this discussion. Um, Devin Booker is a great player. It was noted that Devin Booker has not played a meaningful game since being in the NBA. He's never been to the playoffs. I think his team last year won 17 games. How can a guy like that look at this and say, oh, well, I'll just stick to my normal summer routine and get better for my team in the regular season when you've done nothing of note up until now? Why not take a chance and go to China with Team USA and you know try to grow as a player and go into a competitive environment, one competitive environment that's way more competitive than you getting blown out by 20 and putting up 70 on the Boston Celtics in January? be honest so you've got guys like that but then you've also got guys who've been in that environment like let's say a De'Aaron Fox who went out played with the team ran through the scrimmages and said, you know what I'd rather not now part of that might be due to a little bit of favoritism from Greg Popovich and choosing Derek White over De'Aaron Fox as a starting point guard but I'll, I'll leave that part out of it for now so you know I think Guys like Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, uh, even the Marvin Bagley's of the world who were on this team, Julius Randles, who could have, you know, been a part of this team, those are the guys who kind of need to take that leap. Um, If you look back at, like, a Kevin Garnett in 2010 when he was the main player on the 2010 World Cup team, um, he got a chance to grow and be a star in an environment that was so different from the NBA and, you know, put him in a position where he had to take us, you know, A chance to level up and really Go out and seize it against Real competition on a daily basis So, you know I think there is Also, you know, to a lot of these players Point, something that needs to happen In terms of the schedule not being So close to the NBA season Or the start of the NBA season Um, But, you know there has to be some willingness and some desire to really put yourself out there uh, in a situation that's going to help you grow as a basketball player. So, you know, a lot left to be seen. This is just, you know, group play right now for uh, the U.S. Uh, we're going to see a lot more tough teams here down the stretch. Uh, Serbia, who has Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you got Spain, who's bringing all of their old guys back. They still got Ricky Rubio out there. Still got Marc Gasol out there. Um, both of the Hernan Gomez brothers in the NBA. So, you know, a few tough teams that they're going to have to see. And one thing that has shown itself to be a problem so far that's going to be really key as they get into the rest of these games is the lack of size on this team. Uh, you've got Miles Turner, who is you know great young big man playing for the Indiana Pacers in the NBA. Um, but outside of that, you got guys like Chris Middleton and Joe Harris playing minutes at the four and the five. Like you can't ask them to sit here and guard Nikola Jokic possession after possession, or you know who's going to go down there and bang with Mark Gasol possession after possession if Miles Turner is not in the game. So some questions to still be answered um, as far as Team USA goes. But again, they off to a great start. Record-wise, looked a little shaky in some game moments, but time will, you know, kind of show itself here over the next couple weeks as we wrap the, you know, FIBA World Cup, for, uh, FIBA World Cup tournament up. So, um, for those of y'all that are just now tuning in, welcome uh, to the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. So, um, as y'all know, my fandom belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. I have not had a chance to talk to y'all since. team signing of Dwight Howard. I have mixed feelings about said signing. Let me start with this. No matter how we cut it, no matter how we feel about Dwight as a person, Dwight Howard is a Hall of Fame basketball player. He has not had a season outside of last year in which he averaged less than 10 rebounds. He, I believe, is a four- or five-time all-first-team defensive player. The numbers for him do not lie. Um, basketball Reference has, uh, basketballreference.com has a tool that they use called a Hall of Fame probability percentage. If you go on to basketballreference.com, Dwight Howard's Hall of Fame probability percentage is 99%. That is calculating not only his stats, but how they compare with other players that are in the Hall of Fame. So I'm saying this to say that Dwight Howard has been a very good basketball player for quite a long time now. With all that said, do I want him on my favorite team's roster? Hell no. And it has nothing to do with basketball. But if you look at every situation that Dwight has been in, his personality has always caused friction in those locker rooms. Orlando Magic is, you know, plain as day and well noted that he and uh, Stan Van Gundy had a very rough relationship by the time that we got to the end of that situation. Uh, Now, granted, they've kind of, you know, made up since then, but it was very rocky at the time that he left. We know how his first stint in L.A. turned out. It's not a good one. By the time that he went to his next team, the Houston Rockets, we have that visual of him and Kobe Bryant getting into it in the Staples Center and Kobe Bryant calling him soft mid-game. We, we've we seen it before. He also got ran out of Houston. Now, a lot of people may contribute some of that to James Harden, but it's two sides to, you know, to all stories. So, Charlotte played well, very well. They just weren't a good team. <clears throat> I, I think... There is something with Dwight and his chemistry with other basketball players that is a problem that this specific Lakers team does not need. While we do need the numbers that I brought to the table at first, the baggage that comes with it is not necessary for a team that still has to prove something this year and go out and win basketball games. Um, Now, in a perfect world and best case scenario, Dwight goes and does his job, maybe gives us twenty minutes a night, ten and ten, boom, you got your big man that you need to keep Anthony Davis from playing too much center. You can keep him from taking so much of a pound and night in and night out, and you got a winning basketball team. But if this goes wrong, which is a very, very likely if, if we look at Dwight Howard's history, This could go downhill in a way that the Lakers did not need, especially after trading so many picks and players for Anthony Davis when he has still not signed a contract extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. Also, slight gripe with my favorite team that I have to pick here. Recent interview uh, with Lon Sobal, I think he was on Big Boys uh, radio show podcast out in L.A., uh, where he noted and, and Told the world and kind of had, this is his first interview or major interview I should say since being traded uh, that he found out about the trade on Twitter. Did not receive a phone call, text message, pigeon mail, email, none of that from the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, acknowledging that the NBA is a business, these things are going to happen. However, I feel like as a team that has the history that the Lakers do, you kind of owe it to a player, especially you know a young guy like Lonzo who was kind of. Navigating these situations for the first time, you owe it to that man to give him a phone call to tell him he got traded. Same thing goes to Josh Hart, who just lashed out on Twitter, I believe, yesterday or the day before, on the same note. Finding out that he got traded via Twitter is not a good way to handle business, um, and it's something that you have to keep in mind uh, as you look to land major players down the line. So, you know, I'm not... One, or I'm not in the position to be able to tell any NBA franchise how to run themselves. But at the same time, you kind of owe it to people to have the decency to be able to give a phone call or look somebody in the face and tell them, "Hey, we're shipping you out of here, but not because we don't think you're good enough, but because we're getting somebody that's just a little bit better." And that's the situation that they had with the Anthony Davis trade. The rumors were out there for a while. They knew that something like this could be coming, but you do owe it to that person to be able to, you know, tell them straight up that it's happening. So, just a slight gripe that I have uh, with my Los Angeles Lakers here. So, um, we got a little bit of time left here between now and and when the NBA season starts as we wrap up the FIBA World Cup time time period. Teams are starting to get into training camp. Teams are starting to put an eye towards the regular season. Um, Over the next few weeks, as we come back to the Price Check Podcast, you'll continue to hear some of my predictions for the NBA season. Um, I'm definitely going to give y'all some different award projections and, and things like that, um, just from how you know my opinion is and my point of view. Um, and you know, we got a lot to look forward to. As this is a very, very exciting season season to come. Um, and also, just one last thing to touch on before I get out of here, I did get a chance to uh, also listen to the Rich Eisen show on Bleacher Report uh, where he actually got a chance to interview Doc Rivers for the first time since the Kawhi Leonard uh, signing as well as the Paul George trade. So, um, gave a lot of good insight into the behind the scenes of how those types of things work. Uh, And it did actually seem like Kawhi put them in a situation where it's like, hey, make this trade or I'm seriously going to sign with either the Los Angeles Lakers or the Toronto Raptors, however it shakes out, but the Clippers were not going to be in play. So uh, he kind of talked about how, you know, there were about a stretch of 12 hours there before the deal got done where they thought they were out, thought they were in, thought they were out, thought they were in. So gives you a lot of great insight into, you know, the inner workings of the front office and how some of these deals have to get pulled off. Now, I bring this up. Because as we look towards the regular season, the Kawhi Leonard storyline, the Paul George storyline are going to be ones to watch as well as a number of new duos and teams and things in the NBA. Um, But I think what's going to be very interesting about the Clippers this year, and I kind of mentioned this a few weeks ago as I talked about projections for teams, win totals and things like that. I'm going to be very interested to see how much of the low management or um, you know, miss time for non-injury related reasons guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard miss. The reason I'm going to keep an eye on that is because for the Clippers, I think for them to be able to keep Kawhi happy... And this may be something that they've already talked about, may not have been something that they've already talked about. But I think in order to keep a guy like Kawhi Happy, seeing as how he did only sign a two-year deal, that load management, that rest is going to be very key, especially if they have championship aspirations. Because we all know that they have a championship-caliber roster now constructed there in Los Angeles for the Clippers for the first time in a very, very long time, if ever, there for the Clippers. The key to their season is going to be making sure that they keep Kawhi rested, keep guys like Paul George healthy, and making sure that those guys around them continue to build confidence and chemistry so that come May and potentially June, there could be a banner in L.A. in Staples Center that does not belong to the Los Angeles Lakers. So, with that being said, until next time, this is your your host, Josh Price of the Price Check Podcast, checking out.